The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Before the feast of the Passover, Jesus knew that his hour had come to pass from this world to the Father. He loved his own in the world, and he loved them to the end. The devil had already induced Judas, son of Simon the Iscariot, to hand him over. So during the supper, fully aware that the Father had put everything into his power, and that he had come from God and was returning to God, he rose from supper and took off his outer garments. He took a towel and tied it around his waist. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and dry them with the towel around his waist. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Master, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus answered and said to him, What I am doing you do not understand now, but you will understand later. Peter said to him, You will never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, Unless I wash you, You will have no inheritance with me. Simon Peter said to him, Master, then not only my feet, but my hands and head as well. Jesus said to him, Whoever has bathed has no need except to have his feet washed, for he is clean all over. So you are clean, but not all. For he knew who would betray him. For this reason he said, Not all of you are clean. So when he had washed their feet and put his garments back on and reclined at table again, he said to them, Do you realize what I have done for you? You call me teacher and master, and rightly so, for indeed I am. If I, therefore, the master and teacher, have washed your feet, you ought to wash one another's feet. I have given you a model to follow, so that as I have done for you, you should also do. The Gospel of the Lord. There are some days in our lives that we should never forget. And tonight is one of those nights. And our Lord does more than invite his disciples to remember this very night, this very night of the Last Supper. He commands them. He commands them to remember this night. Do this in memory of me. God himself has pulled back the veil of time. And we straddle history as we celebrate and commemorate this last supper of our Lord. And God himself is inviting us to participate in eternity. And this reality we live, and we not just recall, but we live at every Mass that we celebrate. So this Mass here should not be called the Last Supper, but it should be called the Lasting Supper. Because we continue to celebrate it every time we come to Mass. The Last Supper began with the recalling of the Passover. Our Lord had asked his disciples to go and to prepare the Passover, that upper room, that place where they could go and celebrate the Last Supper. And when they got there, our Lord, he told his disciples 
how much he longed to celebrate this particular Passover with them. That the desire of his heart was to celebrate this very night with them. And I'm sure the disciples themselves, they had an inkling that there was something special about this very night that they were celebrating. And the Passover recalls and represents that moment when the Jews left Egypt. They left the reality of slavery and the bondage that they'd been living for so many years. And it was the 10th plague, the 10th Uh, The 10th plague in which the angel of death was going to pass over the land of Egypt and to kill the firstborn of everything, every animal, every person, every family, unless they had the blood of the lamb on their doorpost. Why a lamb? I think sometimes we can think, well, maybe because it was kind of a prefiguration of Christ. But a lamb as well represented one of the gods of Egypt. And our Lord was inviting the people of Israel to kill that lamb as a sign of the purification of their souls. That he was drawing them out of this land of slavery. That they were called to leave behind the culture, the ideas of of Egypt that had infiltrated their lives little by little. And our Lord was inviting them to purify themselves, to kill the lamb. And they were to put that blood of the lamb on the doorpost of their homes. And the angel of death would pass by their house if they had the blood on their post. And what were the Jews thinking that night as they put the blood on the doorposts of their homes They're eating the meal, ready to go, ready to march. What's going through their minds? Probably fear. The fear that was in their heads, is the angel of death really going to pass us by? So they had the fear in their heads, but yet they trusted in God through their actions. By obeying God's commands and putting the blood on their doorposts. And this is what our Lord is recalling with his disciples, this Passover feast. And he longed and desired to celebrate this very moment with his disciples. And on this night, the Lamb of God is going to be slain. The Lamb of God is going to be slain so that they themselves can leave the bondage of sin. That they can purify their hearts through the blood of the Lamb that has been shed out of love for them. Death no longer has control over them. The consequences of sin no longer have to to run their hearts. And have control over their hearts. But our Lord has come to purify. Has come to forgive. And even the emotions of the disciples. What are they thinking? As our Lord is sitting there celebrating this Passover feast. 
that turned out to be a little bit different than the normal Passover feast that they themselves were accustomed to. Actually, the gospel tells us different emotions that the disciples were feeling. Distress, questioning, perplexed, troubled, at a loss. These were all the things that were going through their hearts as they're listening to Jesus. As he stands up and takes off his outer garments and, and kneels down in front of them and washes their feet. As our Lord is talking about the vine and the branches. As our Lord is explaining to his disciples that I must go before you to prepare a place for you. They're scratching their head going, but is this like a wedding feast? Is this, you know, is this, uh, is, is God proposing to us? Is Jesus proposing to us? All these thoughts and, and, and wonderings that were going through their hearts. And their love for Christ overcame the struggles that were within their hearts. Maybe not that very night. But through the power of the Holy Spirit that overcame them. And today, we celebrate this Mass. This Mass in which Christ himself gives us his body and his blood that has been shed out of love for us. Christ gives us his body and his blood. Christ is saying we are a part of his family. Just like my body and my blood came from my parents. Christ is giving us his body and his blood because we are a part of his family. And we can now share in the life of Jesus Christ himself. And this is the central event of our faith. This is where our identity lies, right here in this Mass that we are celebrating. Who we are as children of God, who we are that each one of us became that moment that we were baptized and incorporated into this church. We became his sons and his daughters. And Christ is offering us his very self. Because that's our identity. This is the very, this is the greatest gift that our Lord is offering us. Communion and the ability to communicate with God himself. This is the lasting supper. Because yes, our Lord, 2,000 years ago, celebrated the Last Supper. And today, our Lord continues to be with us. Our Lord continues to walk with us. And he gives himself to us as a foretaste of heaven. A foreshadowing of our complete union with God that day that we sit with him in heaven. So imagine if you were at the Last Supper. You know, the disciples themselves had some things to say during the Last Supper. What would we say to Christ if we were at that Last Supper? Well, you know, we don't really have to imagine it because we are at the Lasting Supper. We are there. And I'll tell you what we should say to Christ. 
Christ, just as you have remained with me, help me to remain with you. Please stand as we offer our prayers. To our loving God, who knows all of our petitions, even before we ask of him what we need, we turn to him in trust. For the church, that in the gesture of the washing of the feet of the church, will rededicate herself to the life of service and sacrificial self-giving. We pray to the Lord. Lord, That on this night in which the Lord establishes the priesthood, all priests will recommit themselves to holiness with renewed zeal. We pray to the Lord. That the power of the Holy Eucharist will transform the hearts of all peoples so that Christ will become the source and summit of their life. We pray to the Lord. That Christ's passion will generate lasting peace in the world. We pray to the Lord. that all will live with a strong awareness of Christ's real presence and offer their lives to him in friendship. We pray to the Lord. Lord, For the work of the Legionaries of Christ in Raleigh, at St. Joseph's, at NC State, and Renium Christi, that they will be faithful guides to the people entrusted to them. We pray to the Lord Lord, that all those who suffer will find consolation and blessing in their conformity to Christ crucified. We pray to the Lord. Lord, Eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord, that perpetual light shine upon them. May their souls and the souls of all the faithful departed, mercy of God, rest in peace. Amen. And we now present our petitions to our lady.